Hello, teacherpreneurs. Welcome back to Now Open, a podcast about our school's experience providing students with the opportunity to run a business. My name is Corey Brinkmeyer. In the last episode, our school board approved of our proof of concept and students had begun purchasing items for resale. In this episode, our district reveals that building renovations are coming and it includes a brick and mortar store. Now, episode five, location, location, location. In the spring of 2015, our district announced a near $30 million construction project full of upgrades and renovations on the almost 70-year-old building originally built to house both high school and junior high students. The construction was funded by a local one-cent sales tax and PEPL funds. Of course, there were skeptics to the project, especially because a lot of the plan consisted of upgrades rather than additional classrooms and learning spaces. But upon completion, it really gives our building a great vibe. So let me tell you about our experience dealing with the construction. We have just come off of our first year of operations and are using a mobile kiosk to display our products at events, games, and concerts. Because of the construction, some of our classrooms were forced into a satellite building. This meant that students would be coming and going through one central entrance at the beginning and end of each of our eight period days. This caused a natural funnel of students that we were able to capitalize on. Our junior and senior students have time release privileges. So when they didn't have a class scheduled, they agreed to staff our kiosk. And this practice continues today and is one of the core work-related expectations. Normal operating hours were not so easy though. With little to no consistency in student schedules from quarter to quarter, we just made the best of the situation and tried to be open two to three days a week. Really though, we were just hoping we could make it through the school year and expected that our hard work would pay off. The school year was full of surprises. Wi-Fi was more spotty than usual. Without ceiling tiles, the inside of the building looked like a war zone and fire alarms were common occurrences. But instead of complaining, we capitalized. We partnered with a regional graphic tea company that could seemingly do no wrong, and with the founder's help came up with a number of satirical slogans that we could print and sell to the people that got it. We used our social media platforms to enable customers and students to vote on their favorite, and we arrived at a winner. Our first ever collaboration resulted in our now famous, maybe infamous, Fire Drill State Champions T. So we made the best of the hand we were dealt, and in December we were given the chance to work with architects and planners and create a wish list for features that would be beneficial for our store. We started with the main selling floor itself. We asked for spotlighting and slat walls, a space for a large TV that could double as a billboard, and when a computer was connected as a teaching tool. We asked for floor-to-ceiling windows that would increase visibility, but also lead to a space that would be open and feel larger than it actually was. We discussed a small office and storage room, as well as counters near the front of the store that would enable easy checkout for customers. We asked about security options and even discussed power and network needs. After confirmation that this space was indeed going to be developed, future students took the time to continue to research small retail stores. They found out that red paint often caused 
customers to pause or stop. Coincidentally, red is also one of our school's colors, so win-win. They researched traffic flow and patterns. They researched other sensory marketing cues that they could potentially tap into. And we even had the chance to visit three or four other area small college bookstores and see what worked and what didn't work, plus look at how they merchandised their stores. As the school year went on, we periodically snuck in and peeked at the progress of our new space. When the concrete was first poured, the space felt incredibly small. But as Chad, the project manager, said, once the walls go up, it will feel bigger. This was contradictory to anything I had previously thought about, but I tried not to jump to conclusions. As the girders and eventually drywall went up, Chad was absolutely right. It did feel bigger with the walls up. Throughout the spring and the summer, and as the construction neared an end, glass went in, paint went up, cabinets and flooring were installed, and electricity and cabling was all added as desired. Over the summer, we also worked with the company to create custom retail signage and perforated window decals. On the next episode of Now Open, find out what we encountered when the building opened in the fall of 2016, post-construction. And check out this episode's notes to see our original floor plan and our Fire Drill State Champion t-shirt. Thanks for listening. I'm Corey Brinkmeyer. Feel free to find me in the Facebook group, School-Based Enterprise Support, to ask questions or provide ideas for future episodes.